0: Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy.
2: Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charlie Chuck Thompson. How's it going today,
0: Chuck? I am the reigning champion of the most hated host in the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am. And you know, I'm, I'm proud of it. Like two years running now. Because yeah. haters gonna hate. And ain'ter is gonna ain't. That, okay, that's one way of looking at it. That's definitely the best way of looking at it. And what if you ain't got haters, then you're doing something wrong. That's, that's what I true. say. And so, I mean, you have haters too. Mm-hmm. They're
2: swarming me right yeah. now. It's just only difference is mine are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's a pretty distinct difference. That's an important difference it right is. there. This is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. We do a new episode every single day of the week when we want to, talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. And today is the most special day of the week when we finally get to talk about all the dumb things that are going on and make fun of them. <laughs> finally. We have been holding back this whole time. And actually, we have been holding back on one of these this whole time. Which is we it's we've been bursting with the need to talk about the Colin Kaepernick thing for a little bit, and that's why it it even has to go for dumb bleep number one right now because we can't even wait until later. And we episode. didn't even
0: we didn't make it through what seven minutes of the of the limited series on Netflix so far. No,
2: I can't do it. <laughs> Charlie goes in here, and turns it on on the TV in the in the office, and he's like, Ah, let's watch this. You know, if we're going to talk about it. We need to watch it and um we yeah maybe seven six seven minutes of it and i was like you gave no, that up i can't do this you
0: gave it up within the first couple seconds yeah. you gave it up
2: but luckily the really dumb part is right at the very beginning of the it is so we saw what we're going to be talking about so yeah we'll be talking about colin Cap do you want to tell everyone a little bit of what's going on there with this thing what did you see charlie we got to take a break and talk about our sponsor, BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness? Something preventing you from achieving your goals? I've gone through this before. Charlie's gone through this before. He uses BetterHelp himself. I've gone and talked to counselors before. Sometimes, maybe you're being a little bit too hard on yourself. Maybe there's a different perspective that you need to look out for. Taking care of your mental health is something that is very important And it's also very possible. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You're going to connect in a safe and private online environment. So much more convenient than fighting traffic, going into the office somewhere. You just get on the app and talk to someone. You can start talking to them in under 24 hours. This is not some self-help app. This is actual professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor anytime and you're going to get a timely and thoughtful response. And you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to go to that freaking waiting room room BetterHelp is committed to giving you great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to if they match you up with someone and you don't like them you can switch over to someone else it's more affordable than actually going into the office because you're just doing it over an app and this is available worldwide you got expertise in so many different areas depression stress anxiety relationships sleeping trauma anger family grief self-esteem anything you share is confidential This is very convenient, it's professional, it's affordable because you're doing it through an app instead of going into the office. You can go to the website and check out the testimonials. And by the way, this is not a crisis line. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. There's a reason for that because a lot of people are using this app to get help. If you want to start living a happier life today as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com GML. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P. That's betterhelp.com slash GML. Well, essentially, um, Kaepernick's, Kaepernick's
0: take uh, now is in this limited series is he's equating at least in the first episode or the first few minutes of the episode, equating football, the NFL, our society, so to speak, the way the combines ran in the NFL, um, and, and is putting it up on the same level as slavery. Yeah, that the, the two are the same thing. Seems like a fair comparison. Capitalism and football mm-hmm. um, is the same
2: thing as slavery.
0: You want to watch the? Because uh, I remember slaves being paid millions of dollars mm-hmm. to, to play a game
2: after they voluntarily agreed to do after what they, they were doing. Voluntarily mm-hmm. signed a
0: contract. Yeah, that's a that's what same thing happened. That's in a great in 1829. That, same thing happened. When you say it like that, I see no issues with it. Yeah, I mean, did you see the trade? Um, they even covered this in Django, that movie Django. <laughs> you know? same thing. Same thing. Mm-hmm. You see, the dentist made a trade. Yeah. You know, that was the blockbuster trade of that of that year. It and was talked about on Slave Trade Network. Let's not forget TV.
2: in glory, the real glory of the soldiers was them giving up their multi-million dollar contracts to come to be on the front front lines (laughs) that was one of the best things um we'll watch the uh clip real quick this is bad quality but netflix has done a great job keeping the actual full quality clip off of here oh i
0: forgot about the there were uh, amanda reminded me there were a ton of sponsorships those chain the chain sponsorships that Mm -hmm. the best slaves got yeah yeah Multi-year,
2: multi multi-million yeah. dollar. They could never land those shoe deals, though. No. <laughs> All right, shoe let's go. They
1: don't want you to understand is what's being established is a power dynamic. Before they put you on the field, teams poke, pride, and examine you. Searching for any defect that might affect your performance. No boundary respected. No dignity left intact.
2: great that's good
0: that's that's great tv right there it's the same thing Mm Mm-hmm. exact same thing's happening
2: yeah i i see um i see no differences really uh whatsoever i think that's a great example no it's a stupid terrible example okay yeah It's a really, really terrible example. And everyone knows the obvious reasons why it's a bad example. Well, okay, he said something very important at the beginning of that, which I want a lot of people to... I knew
0: you were going to go on this. Yes, I I want a lot of people to pay attention to, which is at the very beginning, he said what they're doing is setting up a power dynamic. And so what what happens in this type of ideology is Colin Kaepernick and people like him view everything through a power lens. That the only way our world could be structured is through a power dynamic, and regardless that it's you can choose to play football or not, regardless yeah. of whether you play for millions of dollars, regardless of any of those factors, um, that it's the same thing as being held against your will to perform a certain task with no with with nothing in return, basically. Yeah, but- and, it, and it's and it's absolutely. Um, well, one, it's atrocious, and two, he has no other argument, so he he just makes one up. And because he's black, he can use he's trying to use that in his favor to say, well,
2: if you don't agree with me, then you just believe in slavery. You can say all the easy things too. I mean, this is a guy who tried repeatedly to get back into the NFL, and it was only after he apparently gave up on that. And found that he was not actually going to get back into the NFL. He might have even set up like a a fake show off that, you know, where he, he said that he was going to do tryouts and stuff like that. And then he decided he was going to change the venue and set all the rules and have it filmed and all that kind of stuff. Um, You know, that, that might've just all been for show in the first place, but he was trying to get back in. And when he was playing, I mean, this is literally a change that has happened because he wasn't able to get back into the NFL. That's what's actually, and now he's making millions of dollars not doing anything except for reading whatever script someone writes for him. That's, that's pretty much it. And the, the actual thing that really bothers me here, the thing that really bothers me is that slavery was a really serious, uh, terrible, despicable thing. Uh, it's probably the worst thing that America has ever taken part in. And I mean, there's other, there's other terrible things that America has done too. war war. yeah, Yeah. That's a really bad thing that we've done also, but actually taking people inside of our country and enslaving them and beating them or killing them if they didn't do what you wanted them to do. This is a seriously disgusting act that, that was taking place and they're making a mockery of the whole thing. And comparing it to people who are freely choosing to go for a job that pays you potentially millions of dollars if you do a good job, which is not a power dynamic, it's a meritocracy, is what it actually is. The best people are going to be the ones that are able to play on the team to make the most amount of money. And to take this and to say that it's like the slave trade, we know is completely dismissing all of the... uh, terrible disgusting nature of the actual slave trade and that's the part that's actually really disgusting to me because we're not taking this seriously enough now it's we're not doing it anymore so it's not like we we just got to be walking around mad about it all the time or anything we're not doing it well what's interesting is before
0: you know the civil rights movement black people weren't allowed to play football yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, these uh, famous baseball players and all these high-level athletes, they weren't allowed to play if they were a different color other than white, mm-hmm. okay? And then, and then be, because of so, so, it's more than just slavery, it's also segregation and Jim Crow and all the terrible things that America did during those times, you know, s- segregating people and discriminating against people based on the color of the skin and not a meritocracy, not a, a structure in which the best, and you can see now uh, the majority of the NFL actually is actually made up of pe- other people that other than white. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like the, clearly the, the best players, uh, all of them aren't white. The, yeah. The, most of the best players in, in a lot of highly athletic sports
2: are black. It's just the truth. And that's not because it's a slave trade. That's because whatever players make it onto the team are better than the other people yeah. that tried out. And what's interesting, you make a good point with the early sports teams not allowing black people to be on the teams. Does that mean that what they only wanted to enslave white people? I guess that's all they wanted to do. Why? Why was it a big deal for people of all colors to be able to get on those teams? Um, because it wasn't a slave trade. It was actually racism keeping them out of being able to do this. And it's a disgusting thing for to say to people that are even in the NFL right now that have spent their entire lives trying to make it to that point or whatever sport it is, because this would go for for any kind of sport, to go their entire lives and make it to this really this high level of performance so high that they're able to get millions of dollars and to just say that they're slid to take. I can't imagine how angry I would, what some of the people in the NFL must be hearing this. And actually I've listened to a lot of people talking about this on the left and it's not like they're just completely ripping him, but even the view and a few other left, left leaning shows, uh, they were like, Oh, this is bold. This is bold to say that, you know, I don't know if it's a good comparison, but, you know, you got to remember he was kept out of the NFL for doing what he did. and, And like, you know, but they still weren't like, yeah, I think he's right. I think he's totally right. NFL is just like slavery. I didn't hear anyone on, on even the view defending his points on that because they all know that it's ridiculous. Yeah. And you know what? Hey, keep at it. Keep at it. Netflix. Keep at it. Colin Kaepernick. This ideology will destroy itself. It will. Amen. You're going to alienate everyone, fractionate everyone down to the point where the the an ideology will eventually destroy itself. Yep. So, um, Absolutely.
0: It, it's just, it's a crazy thing to me. Um, you know, if this was, if this, you know, series was made as a joke, then maybe it wouldn't be dumb bleep because if yeah. he was just joking it was a joke yeah. yeah if it's a joke but the
2: this could have been an snl skit he's actually something like that he's
0: actually serious yeah that's the problem and this is the uh, you know call it what you want it's you know it's postmodernism, wokeism whatever it is but you see this you know the democratic uh, or the yeah the democratic uh, socialist event that they had you know, when everybody's announcing trigger warning, you know there was a fascist attack in my town. I'm a trans binary, go by the there, uh, who who, whatever, and they're all arguing with each other about who's, you know, has the right, proper point, <laughs> point of contention, of point, of point of privilege, point of privilege, whatever. <laughs> then they create these safe places, and you can't clap your hands, whatever. It's all the, it's all the literal craziness that goes along with postmodernism, which is there's a million ways to interpret everything and you can view anything through whatever lens you want. And there had there's no logical consistencies because they don't matter. Okay. And then you can just well, logic s- is um literally also, say what so, you want. Yeah. That's it. That's that's all it mat that's all that actually matters. And this is uh you know It's crazy. It's
2: absolutely crazy. Well, uh, dumb bleep number two goes uh, to a little bit more craziness and along the same lines, but we're going to go to this election in Virginia real quick. This is up on the screen real quick. Uh, Jamel Hill or Jamil Hill, I don't know which one. um, They were talking about why the Republicans won in Virginia. What is it? She says, uh, it's not their messaging, folks. It's not the messaging that's what's wrong with the left or anything like that. It's not the messaging. This country simply loves white supremacy. That is why. That is why they won in Virginia. Now, someone put up a nice photo here. Stephen Miller put up a nice photo here. On the left, it is the new lieutenant governor. We talked about her uh, being an immigrant from Jamaica First uh, first elected to uh, Virginia statewide office. um that's that's great. On the right, you've got the outgoing Governor of Virginia, who we don't know which person it is in the photo, but it's either the person wearing blackface or the person wearing the kKK hood. We don't know which one it is. <laughs> and Stephen Miller said, Get, guess which one of these people." uh Jamel Hill supports. And this is the th- this is the insanity of what we're dealing with right now in politics, is you literally have a Democrat Party, which I, I don't care which party it is, but you've got a side of the aisle, an ideology that is totally fine with Ralph Northam being in there in Virginia, has been okay with it, knows that there's a reason people call him Ralph Blackface Northam. And you have a new governor elected in Virginia and the whole talk is about how everyone's just in love with white supremacy and not to mention the Lieutenant governor's black. And, uh, we also had a black president for two terms and we got a black vice president right now. And, um, I think they are even the, everyone's allowed to use the same water fountains and everything in Virginia. I haven't seen anyone trying to outlaw that Mm -mm. or anything like that. Um, so it's just, it's some crazy lunacy going on. So the dumb bleep goes to uh, dumb bleep. Number two is Jamel Hill saying that the country just simply loves white supremacy. That is why these people won in Virginia, even though the same people who voted for uh, the new governor and his name just slipped my mind right then. The new governor also voted for the new Lieutenant governor. And I don't feel like they were trying to separate people by race when they were doing that, but you have to make sure that, even she is a white supremacist. I mean, look at that gun she's holding. That's a white supremacist right there. It, that's a white look supremacist gun. Yeah, it that's is. That's their prob- gun of choice. It probably says, let's go, Brandon, on the side of it. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Glenn Youngkin, that's the name. Thank you, Costco. Appreciate it. This is just wild to me.
0: You know, that they, they will try to paint anyone else. Um, and I think, you know, Costco had this right earlier. He said, things like slavery, racism, and Nazism, all don't carry the same meaning they used to because everyone just applies them to everything they don't like. And that's a big problem. And that's one thing, you know, you mentioned with, with Kaepernick. It's also with this, you know, it's along the same lines, right? This country simply just loves white supremacy. You know, when you start to assign everything, like that, that that because simply because you don't disagree, um, which by the way is a terrible way to to argue and debate, is just start calling people names and associate them with something so grotesque that there's nothing that they could do, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how you try to paint them to take them down,
2: smear, it's, ad hominem, it's all so, that stuff.
0: It's getting so bad, and as you said, I think they're going to take themselves apart. But it also it constantly but reduces the weight that those actual
2: terrible things had mm-hmm. because now you're just equating it to everything you're they're not you're not taking it seriously Did, when i hear people sit making these comparisons what they're saying is i don't really care about how bad those things were i don't care about how bad it was for people in concentration camps i don't care, care that we like, actually elected uh, a black Governor, no, To me, they're saying, I don't care <laughs> how Lieutenant bad Governor. Nazism was. I don't care how bad slavery, I don't care about any of that. What I care about is, can I use this as a political weapon right now against anyone who doesn't agree with me? That's what I actually care about. It's not about any of those things. Because if I cared about those things, and I was educated on those things, which most people know the basics of all those um it, then I wouldn't be able to make this comparison with a straight face just wouldn't be possible. Maybe I could do it with a black face on. I don't know. But uh, I wouldn't be able to make it with a straight face. Just couldn't do it. Um all right, Charlie, I need you to So that's st-
0: their previous governor in a KKK suit. Yeah. actually dressed up as
2: Well, one. it's so the the thing over the photo was the speculation was that it was him in the black face, but they they know for sure that he was in that photo and it's i don't know if they confirmed whether or not it was him in the blackface or him in the kkk outfit i've seen people saying both i've seen people saying that they didn't know for sure which one was a halloween party Uh, i i don't know it's just been a normal dinner i don't know (laughs) which one it was just a tuesday yeah it was tuesday tuesday gathering tuesday that's what That's what it is charlie step into this other reality with me real quick put on your alternate reality hat and think from the s- viewpoint of wild leftists on MB- msnbc with me for a minute i'm in I'm are in the you ready world. World. i'm in this world okay let's um let's play this and let's see how all this just makes sense and i'm going to try and sympathize with the positions being held
1: the question for Democrats is going to be, you almost Rumsfeldian do you go on the campaign trail with the Republican Party you know you've got, that they lie, that they launder the Trump racism in, in in fleece, that they have a propaganda network that reaches more people than any candidate's ads That's in right. any state election? Mm-hmm. Do you adjust with this new propaganda disinformation, barely-veiled dog whistle race stuff, or do you keep trying to fight on, you know,
3: policy? It, this is the problem with Democrats that they want to do the latter. They I seem know. to believe that if they just do Google good government policy that somehow people will understand that they are better for them. It's better for you to be with us because we're going to give you this policy, this policy, and this policy. While the Republicans are fighting with a sledgehammer, they're, they're, they're using like a blowtorch, and Democrats are coming out with like a, a fork. They well, don't understand. And Democrats also, I hate to say this, and it's it, it's it may sound mean, but the Democratic Party has not developed the reflex of defending black voters. They don't know how to do it. Even though African American voters overwhelmingly and brown voters and all voters who are in a minority they don't know how to openly defend them because they're so afraid of offending that suburban white voter who might be uncomfortable on race and they're so desperate to get back the, to be able to win white voters again, they don't have the reflex and truly don't have the language to robustly defend their core voter. They haven't been able to defend them on civil rights uh, legislation. They drop. They, were, they prefer to just drop the entire attempt to pass voting rights than really defend it. And on critical race theory, you have to come back with something and have an answer. Yeah. They haven't been. They haven't figured out how to answer this racist. All this, uh, there is another way in which it cuts
1: back at them, though, right? Because there's, you know, for the voter who is, as you were, as you're saying, Joyce, the, the voter who's exhausted, and the voter who wants the temperature to come down, and the voter who just wants things to get more rational and less dangerous. When you're talking about caring about education, maybe one of the things you care about is school board, school board members not being screamed at, and That's threatened, right. and doxed, and having their families threatened, and all of these That's things, right. which has come with the fear mongering around what's happening in schools, whether it's about vaccines, whether it's about masks, whether it's about this made up stuff about racial indoctrination. Yep. I mean, the way that's played out on the ground, including in Virginia, is by teachers, school administrators, and school board members being put in the bullseye. Yeah. And those threats against people who are public servants and who are trying to provide basic services to our kids and families—that is also a form of toxicity. Yeah. That I think the exhausted voter, yeah. you know, black, white, and other, um, does
3: it, it does. There's a resonance there as well. But you know what? For Democrats to really fight that, they would have to be willing to say. What you have said on your show, I think we've all said a version of it, you have to be willing to vocalize that these Republicans are dangerous. That this isn't a party that's just another political party that disagrees with us on tax policy. That at this point, they're dangerous. They're dangerous to our national security because stoking that kind of soft white nationalism eventually leads to the hardcore stuff it leads to the january 6th stuff because if people are tolerant of it in your party they're tolerant of the soft racism it's a really i think
0: <laughs> i think i just got dumber
3: oh my god I think
0: literally a few brain cells are no longer in existence how can you sit there and have a conversation like that And right then, I
2: almost fell out of my chair. I actually almost did.
0: (laughs) And be like, serious. (laughs) How does that even happen? Like, I mean, (laughs) they're just putting it on display for you. I know. Here. I know. And they're the ones that want to lower the temperature, but then come out and say, well, the other side, they're dangerous. Then you're going to get that hardcore
2: stuff like January 6th. January 6th when they come (laughs) out with flagpoles and stuff. This, it's, It's an amazing show of gaslighting. It's it's amazing. Like I said, I said, step into this alternate reality with me and think about it from this direction because what you see could have just been something in a movie where there's a different reality where the Democrats are just talking about policy all the time and government policy and why this would be better for you and not getting down and dirty about stuff. Uh, They go on to say later that Republicans are using race to get voters and all that and stoking racial divisions between people to try and get voters out there. I mean, literally everything they're doing is literally everything that they are doing. It's amazing. It's amazing gaslighting. This could have been in a movie. You couldn't write anything stupider than this. You couldn't write... If you were to say, I need you to literally take all the things that you do and say that you don't do any of them, but the other people do that, and just write it amazing. Like, that is what the writers do at, at, I guess, MSNBC and for a lot of other people that are on... I mean, this happens on... I'm sure on both sides sometimes, but I see a lot more from the left right now. But this this whole thing about how the Democrats just need to stop focusing on the good government policy and start fighting dirty like Republicans do. But does anyone remember it, anything leading up to the elections in 2020 at all? Does anyone remember anything leading up to the elections last week? Before this election. No, nothing happened. No, nothing happened. The nothing. past has been erased. The past has been forgotten. In fact, it was, those
0: were sanctioned by the CDC <laughs> to not only not be dangerous, but also to not even be a spreader event. That's, so all of that was sanctioned. Yeah. Nate, that's the difference. I got you. Sanctioned. Sanctioned. Okay. That is important. And look, this is a big problem because one thing they aren't wrong about that I will agree with is the temperature is rising by mm-hmm. the way, but the temperature is not right. Zine, the temperature is not rising because you have a bunch of people on the right who are hateful and racist and white supremacists and all of that. It's rising because these people, and I'm saying these people as in this, this group and people like them, the three ladies on, on the desk there and those like them, regardless of gender or gender identity or anything like that. Okay. I'm just saying those types of thinkers, The problem is, is they think that they're the smartest ones in the room and that the people that are voting for Republicans, well, they're just not smart enough to know what's good for them. Mm -hmm. And what we need to do is we need to force these policies on everyone because we know what's best for everyone. And if you don't agree with us, well, then you just don't know what's good for you. And so now we and a lot of people, myself included, they take a lot of offense to that. And they're like, well, how do you know what's, what's better? I don't agree with these policies and you're not even, you're not even allowing me to say that I agree with that. I disagree with these policies because if I even, if I even hint or smile the wrong way or make an okay symbol or something, like if I'm just like, okay, (laughs) yeah, whatever it is, I'm deemed a racist, misogynistic, deplorable, no good for nothing who who can't think for himself, um, you know, conspiracy theorist, domestic terrorist, right? Domestic terrorist, white supremacist. Well, I already think I said that only you're it, considered it, it twice. Yeah. I need. Mean, yeah. And
2: you're actually considered it if you don't do any of those things too.
0: Yeah. Cause everyone is. So I want you to think about this like in a, like if you can bring this home for yourself, if you guys have ever had terrible relationships out there, which I'm sure you have, think about this as in uh, like, as you're having the, an argument with the, with your significant other, if you ever, if you've ever dated someone terrible, I have <laughs> before. Um, so if you think about it, draw that into, into that light. So you can understand a little more about what they're, what they're actually doing is like, let's say you catch your significant other in a lie or um, they're cheating or they did something, whatever you catch them in something and they literally what you're sniffing other tells you is like, well, no, I didn't do that. You did that. Mm-hmm. And you become so enraged and frustrated because you're like, what is, you feel crazy? They like, they literally make you feel crazy because what they're doing to you is, is gaslighting is, is, is how that works. But what they're doing to you is they're trying to paint an alternate reality that you know, doesn't exist. And your brain literally can't compute with that. And so you become so frustrated. Um, and eventually, as it keeps happening, uh, you end up on snapped. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's true.
2: Um, there, we see this also, you know, we see it in sports a lot too. A, a good analogy for this, what, what, I would say people on the left do more than people on the right, but obviously everyone's um, guilty of it at different times. Hang
0: on somebody on the live group, so there's good people on both sides.
2: (laughs) Find people on both sides, okay? Um, You see this in sports a lot. Say you're watching a football game, and you see on the TV... Here's what happens. They're in a pile. Two guys are in a pile, and the guy on top of the other one's taking his hands and just trying to gouge the guy's eyes out that he's on top of, okay? Just literally just trying to stick his fingers all the way through the dude's eye holes, all right? Blind him. Now, when they stand up, the guy whose eyes were being gouged out shoves that guy because he's pissed, and then the ref calls a penalty on that guy for shoving him. And then the guy who was trying to gouge the guy's eyes out goes on a social media campaign about how it's not nice to be dirty in sports and that the, the, this guy's always out there this is trying a great to analogy. hurt other people. He's always out there trying to push and shove other people. And we just want to play the game. Okay, we want to play by the rules. This guy's an evil person because of what he's doing. That's... that's really gaslighting what's happening right now too that that is what's happening right now in politics it's what happening happens between siblings when they're in the back of the car and the parents aren't looking and one of them is like just slapping the other one in the face repeatedly and you're trying to be a nice nice person and just sit there and take it and eventually you haul off and you slap your other sibling and then your sibling starts crying about how they slapped you about how the other siblings slapped them. This, this is what happens, and then they're like, "Oh, this he's so mean to me. He's always hitting me. This is terrible. I'm just over here sitting here minding my own business, and he just hauled off and slapped me for no reason." And that's what's happening in politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's times. how you get Trump. Yeah. By
0: the way, <laughs> it, it is like literally a lot of people in my family and stuff said they voted for Trump because he was one guy willing to to slap back. They felt that as if they had been punched, and they wanted somebody who would punch back, and that's how you get Trump. Like, that, that's how those types of things happen. And look, I know a lot of people in the live group. Not well, I wouldn't say a lot, but I know some people like Trump. And Trump did some good things. He did some absolutely terrible things too. That's how we view everything. We view we view everything through a lens of principles. Right? <laughs> Everybody has a lens of something. We we view everything through a lens of principle. But but Trump really is that response to the poking and prodding that mm-hmm. you're mentioning in the, in this, um, what is going on by the way? What do you mean? Like, do you not feel that? No, I'm thrown off because my chair keeps vibrating. Something's happening to our floor. I don't know what people are doing. It's weird that you don't feel anything. Um, so it's distracting me because <laughs> I'm, I'm on this point, oh. but, but what Trump is though, is res- he was response. Uh, to that poking and prodding he was a slap back so to speak because he is the version of the populist right right he's he's the one guy out there saying everything saying the things that people are thinking um but at the end of the day trump was clearly no conservative it's not like uh, you know and this is why i want to debate amanda on libertarian populism because i think (laughs) we need we need someone who's uh, who can fill the the void. I think there of populism.
2: Are, I think there are fine arguments on both sides. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But uh but from a liberty perspective. So um okay, number four. That was dumb bleep number three. We have eight. Okay, and it's three twenty. Right dumb now. bleep number four. Oh you're stealing my dumb bleep. Okay, you go ahead. Um dumb bleep number Nate always has these in a
0: perfect order yeah and the live group's you talking about you do this one and the next one person. if you want no, to that's fine go
2: ahead that's it's totally no I mean you, no I'll ahead.
0: sit here in this chair and, and watch <laughs> you do it
2: okay do number four goes to okay I think I'll do it all right no I'm, go, no, go ahead go ahead and read it I don't want to I would like you to read the tweet Report I don't want Palmer to anymore report. I
0: wanted to but now I don't <laughs> I don't feel like
2: it listen there's one of two things gonna happen I forgot right how now. to read okay You don't know how to read anymore? No. You don't know how to read good? Nope. I can't read good no more. All right. Well, in that case, you could probably read this thing from Palmer Report, because it's written in total idiocy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you go ahead. (laughs) Think, Think... Palmer Report. I can't believe this is real, actually. Yep, this is a real page. This is not a parody page. It's not a joke. This is how they really feel about things. Um, Think about how many people will now literally die in Virginia due to lack of health care, social programs, etc. People will literally die because you wasted this election cycle whining about Merrick Garland instead of phone banking in Virginia. And you killed them. I think they were talking to people on the left there. Actually. So no, they were they were whining about Merrick Garland. I got you. The people on the right, maybe. People will literally die and you killed them. There's blood on your hands. Through lack of health care and social programs.
0: Now look here okay. So this is a perfect example when we talk about the the left eating their own, right? The woke, the woke eating, uh, whatever you want to. I can't think. I of don't
2: it. know if they're. I don't know who they're addressing this to. I mean, they're the, whining about Merrick Garland, and so I mean, he is on the left. I don't know if it's the left whining about him. I think it's the left whining about the left about him not being what, like in the Supreme Court or this something. Is, or is it they uh, they're whining about uh, the people on the right are whining about Merrick Garland or something because of I don't know who well, he knows? said
0: instead of phone banking in Virginia. That's I true. think That's that true. Means,
2: yeah, I got you. Or she that's how
0: dumb this post
2: that, is. I can't even figure out who they're talking to.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's you how do dumb the it is. But, so, so this is. So this is an example of the left eating the woke. Yeah. here. Okay. Or actually, I guess it'd be the woke eating the left because what they're saying here is is that there's now there's blood on the Democrats hands in Virginia mm-hmm. because they didn't do enough to get somebody elected that would you know, keep people from dying due to lack of health care and social programs, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know? They're not that dumb. They threw in a little bit of Latin abbreviation and there.
2: And they, <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around. I mean, I know this is a common thing. We talk about how people on the left will say, well, if we don't have this program, people are going to die. If you have Republicans, people are going to die. But literally out there saying like now that a Republican got an office in Virginia, literally just people are going to die they're going to take away all the health care if we don't have the government there to do these things first off they know nothing about republicans because the republicans will do nothing to take to take away any health care or social programs so they first off have no idea what they're talking about yeah maybe they'll grow the programs slower than people on the left would have they'll talk about getting rid of them yeah they'll talk a lot about them yeah they don't even know if they'll get rid of crt and it's not even officially a thing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, so anyway, they, they know nothing about it, but this is that amazing ability to stoke all of this fear about people on the other side. If you don't vote for us, they're going to kill you. It's not even about your life is going to be harder or this isn't morally right because we should take care of people. No, if, you, if these people get in power, you will die. That's how serious this is. Okay, it's a matter of life and death. This is a matter of life and death. Vote like your life depends on it, and they forgot to vote like their lives depended on it. That's the problem here. So now Virginians are going to suffer for the next four years. See excess deaths, and yeah. I can't believe they didn't mention COVID in there. Obviously, everyone in Virginia is going to die from COVID.
0: They didn't have enough room to type out all of their well, have
2: a fears line. and
0: stuff with a character limit. I had so.
2: something I wanted to tweet out earlier and i realized that was it was really like three tweets so i just put it on a on a photo and posted it out there instead so that was the way to do it um all right that's dumb bleep number four are you ready to lighten it up a little bit yeah let's just talk about something lighter for a second dumb bleep
0: number five uh tulsi gabbard tweets i can't pronounce this guy's name mcauliffe McAuliffe's loss is a victory. See how uh, you know plugged in I am? <laughs> yeah. McAuliffe's loss is a victory for all Americans. Why? Because it was a resounding rejection of efforts to divide us by race, the stripping of parental rights, and arrogant deaf leaders. This benefits us all. And Dave the Bronx Bull, he retweeted her, uh, quote tweeted her, and said, Tulsi Gabbard is a Republican and a racist.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm now you know it seems like it's important that in her tweet she was just saying that it was a rejection of efforts to divide people by race no you know
0: it. that's what's so funny about this one is he took what she said and literally divided her yeah into two other categories
2: (laughs) (laughs) and then okay so that's where you also have to get on that train of this well we had no idea that people could uh, use any kind of race politics to win an election, like like stoking racial divisions. The left was just not ready for this. They had no idea this was even a thing <laughs> that this was possible. And so then you got to think that what the Republicans were doing with their critical race theory talk and all that was like the first time in history that we use race. Well, the first time since you know like people on the South did it all the time. This is the first time in history that the a political party was dividing people by race and trying to get white people mad about something and get them out there to vote. I mean, Democrats have never done this. This is this is nuts. So then you think, well, obviously the Republican campaign is racist. And then you see Tulsi Gabbard say this is a good thing. Therefore, Tulsi Gabbard, racist. Racist. And Republican, even though she's a Democrat. Yeah. It's kind of weird how that works. Um you know, do do you think she um? Do you think she's going to renounce her party affiliation sometime? I don't think so. No, no, no. I know uh, Andrew Yang did, and he, you know, he still holds a lot of the same ideas. He same terrible, stupid ideas that he always has. But um, and by the way, Tulsi Gabbard's good on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. She's good terrible on terrible on economics. Terrible on economics, which is the worst thing to be terrible on but she is a she's a centrist democrat mm-hmm. i mean she's more uh i would she's more on the ration and logic side than most people that are in the democratic party mm-hmm. well uh, you know at at the level that she was at and she's not white <laughs> she <laughs> yeah, that doesn't matter yeah that uh that doesn't matter at all okay yeah, <laughs>
0: You can only, by the way, you can only be a racist if you are white, unless you're also uh, seen as a Republican. Mm-hmm. You don't have to register as one. You just need to be seen as a Republican, automatic racist. You yeah. fall in those two. That's,
2: or if you just go against whatever that person thinks, yeah. you're also racist. Yeah. Also. So. You
0: think that, you think that you know, rejecting efforts by people to divide us by race That's definitely a, that's racist Mm -hmm. because she said race. (laughs) She said race. She
2: said that's, I get it now.
0: Ah, yeah, that doesn't make sense. It shouldn't even be in dumbly. Maybe this tweet's smarter than we thought. All right,
2: that's number five. Number six, some of you might agree with some stuff in this article. I have a feeling you will. Okay. This is from uh, Saurabh Amari. Save America, reject libertarianism. Okay. Amanda's saying you can't read this. I'm going to. (laughs) Gonna read it. Kind of thought that some people might go, it sounds like what a lot of people have been saying about our old vaccine mandate (laughs) conversation. (laughs) When I read it, I was like, you know what? People in our group are going to disagree with me saying this is dumb bleep. They're going to be like, oh yeah, hell yeah, this guy's right. That's how I'm hearing y'all's argument right now. (laughs) All right. (laughs) The future. We're losing (laughs) the live group. The future of America depends on abandoning the illusion of neutrality. The right can't reverse the tide of wokeism until it begins to minimize the influence of libertarianism. Because they're strongly influenced by libertarians. Very strongly. Like six of them. (laughs) Yeah. Libertarian-influenced Republicans tell the wokesters, you can live your way, just allow us to live our way. To which the woke responds, you must live our way or we will punish you. If there is one lesson we might, and that's, that's true. Uh, like libertarians could say, you can live your way. We'll live our way. Now what we'll say is your way can't involve taking rights away from other people. That would be a pretty important distinction there. And mm-hmm. um, I don't remember how exactly the, who exactly it was that said it or how it went, but it was uh, the right thinks that the left is wrong. And the left thinks that the right is evil. And so so that is that kind of goes along those lines. I'm, I'm sure I botched it, but you guys, you guys know the thing. All right. If there's one lesson we must draw from the experience of the past few decades, and especially the past few years, it's precisely this one. That is the lesson that our libertarian influenced policies have been leading us down. There has never been and there never will be a neutral American public square. There's a fantasy that we could ever or should ever make. Uh, what the heck is that? Uh, I don't know. What word is that? Cacophonious? <laughs> C- <cock. laughs> Cacophonious? I've never heard anyone say this word before. Cacophonous debate and disagreement are only true ideals, leaving each to pin it that <laughs> You guys have to join a live group, by the way. If you're not in I the live group, you're not better. getting the full experience. Cocophonus. <laughs> Cacaphonus. <C-cock. laughs> I keep trying to say it and I'm I'm i I'm stopping in the wrong. Spot. That sounded kinda like a like a rooster, maybe yeah. <laughs> what I was just doing there. Leaving each to penetrate the mystery of human life on his own or to figure out whether there are two genders or 107 one claim or other will coercively predominate
0: yet i feel neutra- like i feel like a 16 year old boy <laughs> <laughs> right now
2: because of course the word penetrate is right there at the same time <clears throat> oh yet neutrality is precisely the vision neutrality is the the vision right now, under which much of the establishment right has labored and continues to labor neutrality is the vision i don't think that that's true I think the right wants to enact what they want to enact based on what their values are. No, I think that they align closer to libertarians than people on the left do. It doesn't mean that they're libertarians. Okay. They they go on to say this shouldn't be that hard. All it requires is taking an unflinching glance at U.S. society that exists today rather than as the libertarians or better yet right liberals or conservative liberals might wish it to be. The claim that there are more than two sexes, or that night, I'm like, who can, who cares about the? I don't care about the multiple sexes thing. I just say I don't care about it. Mm -hmm. Do I think it's like a scientifically a thing? I don't know. I don't care. Don't force me to say or do anything that I don't want to say or do. Past that point, I don't give two shits about it. I just don't. All right. Anyway, this guy really does care about it, though. Or that 1619 is America's true founding is enshrined in the public dogma. Americans who reject it risk being unpersoned by big tech fired from their jobs, treated as domestic terrorists by the national security apparatus, and so on. I'm still trying to figure out what he's what he's trying to say. So here. here's what he's saying. Because uh, this, so far this is real dumb. Here's what he's saying. We cannot go towards a libertarian philosophy of you do you and I'll do me. We have to fight the left with the right—that is what he's saying—that we cannot have this neutral approach to you live your life, I'll live my life. Oh, so what the he's saying is, is, that
0: we we should we should we should fight the claim that there are more than two sexes.
2: <laughs> yes, because instead of, of saying I don't care, like instead what I of abstaining,
0: mm-hmm. being like, oh, I don't really care. And it's he's like we must
2: counterclaim he's saying it with everything the argument I and he's not making the specific argument but the argument that it sounds like he's making to me is uh, abandon the idea that we're going to have libertarian principles for everyone that that's not is that is not what's going to happen that the society will never be like that so we don't need to even work towards that we have to have. A side that is going to fight against the other side and we are going to have to fight and use the government and do what we need to do to enact our values on whatever it is whether it be 1619 or it be multiple sexes or it be uh, whatever the different policies are and the thing that sounds dumb to me is it sounds like he thinks we've somehow been governed by libertarians for the last <laughs> hundred years like what he's talking about is what we've already been doing we already do that. Yeah. What, do you, what libertarians are in power anywhere? Someone tell me who so, they I mean, are. His
0: plan, his plan for Save America, though, is that we have to become conservative.
2: Yeah. Like, you have to
0: be on the right mm-hmm. to fight the left. you got to be on the right to yeah. fight the left. You can't agree with the left at all. We need... Or even a, just abstain from making a counterclaim.
2: Yeah. Now, the, the the thing about the libertarian like neutrality argument is when it comes to social issues, especially is that I, I don't care what people do in their personal lives or I don't care what they think about genders or whether or not they're gay or straight or anything like that. Where I would care is if someone infringes on someone else's rights. So a neutral society like that, where everyone just had a libertarian principle of self-ownership, that still would, that still would entail fighting for the rights of people to have that self-ownership. It's not as if you just um, allow everyone to take over and govern over you and take away all your rights because that's what they feel like they should do. You know, well, that's, well, you do you, I'll do me. Okay. What you do is take away people's rights, but I can't tell you anything about it because uh, that's just you doing you. That's not the case. That's not what libertarianism says to do in the first place. And his whole premise is that, this whole using libertarianism thing is just not working. Yeah. Just not working. When's not what we're doing, now how much power does Rand Paul have? Is he, running, is he yeah. running stuff?
0: If it was acting like a true libertarian, then <clears throat> when they propose raising taxes, the true response, when the left proposes raising taxes, the true response from the libertarian right would be to propose zero. And then maybe they meet in the middle, like at 10% or something like that. Yeah. But that's yeah. not what's happening. yeah, you know Democrats propose fifty percent and Republicans are like, yeah, we could do forty two. Yeah, yeah, like they're still raising taxes, yeah, just not as much. Hey, look, we cut your
2: taxes and because we didn't raise it as much as the the left did. Do you see that? I uh, I think that the principle the overly annoyingly principled people are important because you have to have like an an example, like what direction do we need to go? If everyone who's principled just says, well, this is never going to happen. We're just going to go for whatever political side we think we can win with and enact all of our uh, legislation that construct society the way that we want it. If all those people just give up and they're not talking about the principles anymore, they're not talking about those ideas, then what does the right not become tyrannical? Could it, could it not be ty- why He's <laughs>
0: actually arguing for that here, he, by the way. He is. Yeah. He is because he says, he says, even at the end of here, my generation of right wingers have a clear task, and it is to sideline right liberalism and libertarianism more than that to bury their scloctoric, scl- uh, sorry, whatever, bury their what institutions, reading. abandon their illusions, and expose the ugly material realities churning behind their tired watchlords and slogans. Yeah, so. The, the whole thing about it is and amanda says here he's basically well she says sclerotic he, that's what she says oh yeah sorry sclerotic <laughs> it, well but before she says here that um he basically believes in totalitarianism just on his side
2: yeah and and my point i know uh, joe was was making a joke it's funny you know libertarianism hasn't been tried yet my main point about the dumbness of this is what he's talking about we know that it has been tried That's literally what we're doing right now, acting like it's not what the overall people in the government are doing is wrong.
0: I'll disagree with that, though, actually. Libertarian has been tried a few times. Yeah. America prior to 1913, pretty much. That's about as close to libertarianism as we've gotten. Oh, that's,
2: yeah. And the internet. Slavery was a a libertarian thing. (laughs) We read that article, too. (laughs) See, that's why you can't make that argument. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so so, libertarian slavery.
0: I'm talking about (laughs) government policies. Yeah. But, or the internet. let's take the internet, for example. It's the, probably the most libertarian space out there still. And it literally took off like Bezos,
2: like Jeff <laughs> Bezos, and you know, I still we we still go a little bit towards some of what this guy's saying and the fact that we'll say if you if you're a libertarian and you're super principled and you do see a Rand Paul out there or you see a Thomas Massey or whatever, like, who cares what political party they're in you know we have even said so listen i as far as government policy goes i would have rather trump won the election okay would that have been better than what we have right now that's a perfect lesser of two evils conversation but would it be better than what we have right now so i see the side of the argument that it could slow the sinking ship i guess delay it by a little bit i don't know if it'd be much different you don't think it would be any different? Maybe
0: slightly, but the problem is we already spent all the money. I mean, yeah. So inflation was coming regardless
2: who who was yeah. president. I'm making the argument right. that it would slow down the sinking ship.
0: I think a few things would have been better. Probably our our, our leave from Afghanistan probably would have been better. Um, I think that yeah, I think a few yeah. things would have been better. I don't think it would be that much different, though. Yeah. I really don't.
2: It is still an iceberg. I mean, I'm just um, you know, if the if the uh, Titanic wouldn't have sealed all of its uh, now, watertight know, doors, then it would have taken, you know, like eight times longer for it to sink, and they would have had time to rescue everyone. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a ship can go down at different times, and it can affect how many people die in the process. Yeah. That's all I'm saying.
0: I will say it would definitely would have been better personally because I would have enjoyed the hooping and hollering yeah. going on. That's what we call it down here in Nashville. <laughs> hooping and hollering.
2: Give okay. me a holler and a swallower all right charlie um you're this is the la this is the last one for the podcast right because now uh, we're gonna cover all of them they're just not gonna know who no, wins. i'm saying for the podcast I'm just oh, we're we're gonna, i was saying i thought you were saving one of the dumb bleeps i was gonna save the winner like oh yeah when we get to the voting i'm gonna Unless you want to save it and whatever you want to save do. dumb bleep number eight for that's fine we just the that. live group
0: whatever the you ones think ones that are voting whatever you think okay all right, dumb bleep number seven. Old BS made it back in, folks. It's been a while, but, uh, you know, he never fails to disappoint.
2: It's been a while.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah, he he tweets his wonderful wisdom out there for you guys. You'd be, the thing about this is it's a dumb bleep, but mainly it's probably because you guys are just too dumb to understand. hmm You know? All right, he says, there is no rational reason. So see, right there, he's clarifying his entire statement that if you think anything else then clearly you're not the rational one. Mm-hmm. Okay? So there is no rational reason. Pay attention to these types of things. Okay? <laughs> other than greed, so... Anything other than that. For the pharmaceutical industry to charge the American people $98.70 for a standard unit of insulin that can be purchased in the United Kingdom for just
2: $7.52. There is no reason other than greed. It's only greed. Even See, though it's only- like the same companies. Mm-hmm doing it just greed yeah
0: it couldn't be that the uk has a you know price control policies or no. other nations around the world that have price control policies it couldn't be that you know their their lack of profit in other countries where they provide this doesn't fuel the research and development they need to to produce new life-saving drugs it couldn't be anything else it's just greed mm-hmm. That's all it is folks so the- which by the way kills people As we've established. Absolutely it does. And, uh, you know, if you think anything else, well, then blood is on your hands. Blood is
2: rushing off of your fingertips Mm -hmm. at the moment if you did not uh, hold this rational opinion right here. And um, the... So the reason that this happens, the main reason, is the price controls. Exactly what Charlie went with. And so you could have the same company selling the same thing, say, to three different countries. And two of them have a price cap at $10, and the other one doesn't have a price cap. All right? Here's the problem. You need to make $100 to make this profitable and profitable to the point where you need to continue research and development keep your company going create all these new drugs, incentivize everyone to do a really good job, all that stuff. You need to make a hundred bucks. That's what you need to do. Well, two of the countries have a price cap of $10. So you get 20 bucks from them. So then what are you going to charge the country that doesn't have the price cap? You're going to charge them 80. That's what you're going to charge them. Now the reason that the people in one country get have to pay 80 and the other ones are paying 10 is because the other ones have price controls and one of them doesn't. What people on the left would think is that yeah, see, that's a perfect argument for the price controls because it works in all the other countries. But the problem is eventually once you put the price controls on the entire market, then you start losing the actual drugs and you start losing the company because now they're still able to make the money they need to make. They just charge it all to the country that doesn't have the price controls, mm-hmm. even if they don't get enough money from the other countries. But when you enact the price controls everywhere, then where are they going to get the money? They're either not going to get the money. They're going to out of business or they're not going to invest anything that is risky. Uh, they're not going to invest anything that would actually cost more money per unit or whatever it is. Um, So the price controls wouldn't actually work at that point. It works for the other countries as long as there are some countries that are going to foot the bill. That's right. For the rest of them. Right now, France,
0: Germany, Sweden, and the United Kingdom each use different types of policies for controlling prescription drug spending, but they do, by the way. And here's what's interesting. It even says in this study I pulled up here, drug prices and affordability. The United States, while the world's leader in new drug development... Is also a leader in drug prices. Now I wonder. I mean, this is irrational. I know this is irrational. All, everything
2: we're this saying is, is completely irrational. irrational. Yeah.
0: But I wonder why Americans get charged more. Mm. I wonder why.
2: We I mean, are what Joe just said. We are subsidizing the rest of the world. That's, this
0: is actually true subsidization. This is actual by the way.
2: subsidizing the rest of the world. Yeah. So we are literally paying higher prices so people in other countries can pay lower prices. That that is what's happening.
0: Well. The other people's governments.
2: Yeah. Cause the yeah. reason why they
0: had to institute price controls is because they took over the, the, uh, med- the medical industry. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when you're looking at, you know, trying to budget and how many people you're going to save, you're like, well, we can force these companies to, to only charge a certain price. Yeah. And and so then Americans get stuck with the bill, but of course it's completely irrational to bring something like that up.
2: All right. Um, Dumb Bleep number eight is going to be a doozy. It's from Dan Price, but if you are listening right now and you're not in the live group, guess what? You're going to have to join the live group to actually mm-hmm. hear what it is and to hear the final dumb bleep and the winner from now on. You're that's, welcome, capitalism. That's right. There you go. That is what's going to happen. So everyone else is going to... This is true scarcity. If you if you don't sign up for the live group, <laughs> you're missing out. So goodmorningliberty.locals.com. You want to make sure you're here for next week. All right. So for everyone else, here we go. Dumb Bleep number eight from Dan Price. All right. If you
0: guys enjoyed today's episode, then please hit that follow button or the plus sign on your Apple Podcast app. Leave us a rating and review. We have lots of new members in the private group, and we really appreciate all of them. And, uh, like, if you want to be part of this so that you can be part of Dumb Bleep, then you got to sign up. Good morning, Go to mastermytrades.com to learn how to trade. If you want to, just like when we do this podcast when we you know it's if and when we want to okay And most of the time that's just about every single day so share it with the family with the children with your your mom and dad your stepdad stepmom
2: mm-hmm.
0: there's lots of steps out there now a lot of steps mm-hmm. Yeah, all of them actually the family you don't like the family you do like if you do all those things we'll be back again tomorrow hope you guys have a good weekend and a good morning liberty